0: ready for God's word this morning? Oh, I am so ready. you ready to be partners in faith. Remember, I say that a lot, but I want you to recognize this is not a time for you just to sit. This is a time for you to believe with me. This is time for you to be in faith with me. This is a time for you to be in faith with the spirit of God and what's his will and what he wants to do. How many know he has a master plan? There's no way after that amazing praise and worship that he doesn't also have a master plan for the message to go along with what we just worshiped and what our hearts are open about. Amen. So let's believe together. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for the privilege of being together in in your house worshiping you, honoring you. Thank you for those that are, are at home in their living rooms and bedrooms and on their cell phones and computers and big screen TVs. We thank you, Father God, that we are one family here in the house and there in their houses. And we thank you for that. We believe, Father God, that as we all believe together, as we all partner in faith together, as we all make a demand on the Spirit of God, man, we're hungry, we're thirsty, we so long to hear the word of the Lord today. We thank you for that. We believe that your word will fall on good ground, where it'll produce much fruit for your honor and for your glory. We'll be so much better for being in your presence, so much better for hearing the word of the Lord today. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And everybody said a big Amen. 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 That was better. Amen. Welcome to our final part um, of our series, Dream Again. Uh, Part one, we talked about hope. Part two, we talked about trust. Last week, we talked about perseverance, the amazing story of Joseph's life. And today, I want to talk to you about dreaming again. Dreaming again. I want to remind you of something so very important this morning that you need to know about God. God is a speaking God, and he's always speaking to us. God is a speaking God, and he's always speaking to us. Amen. But well, Pastor, I, I never hear him talking to me. Well, I can humbly submit to you today that God doesn't have a speaking problem. We have a hearing problem right? God's always talking. God's always wanting us to understand his next step, his plan, his purpose, his words of encouragement. God is always leading us. He's either leading us by either by his word or by his spirit. And there's a variety of ways that God leads us and directs us. But today I want to give you a clue as to how God speaks to each one of us. God speaks through his language of dreams and visions. God speaks through his language of dreams and visions. He'll give you divine ideas. He'll give you fresh new concepts, uh, out-of-the-box innovation uh, areas of your life. Man, where did that come from? You'll think, man, I so needed that. He understands how to take us to the next level and help us grow in the things of God. And we're so grateful for that. Which leads us today to our big takeaway, our final takeaway for this series is this. Dreams and visions... And how active they are in your life are the keys to you walking in the fulfillment of the perfect will of God for your life. That's so good. Dreams and visions. See, I believe that they are the litmus test, if you will, of how much fulfillment, how much joy, how much we are in the center of the center of God's will, how active they are in our lives. I believe it's very important that they become more active than they ever have been before in our lives. And I want us to read uh, uh, one verse in two different translations and in one paraphrase that I believe helps prove this out, this big takeaway out today. Proverbs 29, 18 says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision that people perish. A familiar verse of scripture, that word perish is not talking about physical death. It's talking about when your marriage dies, when your career dies, when your ministry dies, your emotions die, your dreams die, when, when you, your will to live dies. So many among us are walking, so many walking among us are the living dead. Alive, but dead. And all that's missing is a vision from God. All that's missing is a dream from God. Something deep on the inside. Something that God has deposited on the inside of you from the beginning of time. Something that resonates with you that makes it unique for your gifting and your personality and the plan of God for your life. God so desires to help you understand his plan and purpose For your life. Another translation says in Proverbs 29:18, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. Meaning they get a care, they get a case of the who cares. It doesn't matter anymore. So many people are numb and emotionalists and have a brain fog and they're checked out from life. And one of their favorite phrases in their life mantra has become whatever you've heard it, whatever, just living day by day doing their own thing. Wow. So you're in the worst mode you could possibly be in when you're in the survival mode. And there are so many people just in a survival mode, working nine to five, you know, come home and, uh, and, and put in a, a, a a f- frozen dinner in a microwave, right? Watch some TV, fall asleep, or maybe do some takeout. It's just this constant survival mode. There's no joy. There's no dreaming. There's just surviving, right? And I pray with all my heart that you really will believe this next statement, that you were created for significance, not just survival, Amen. right? You were created for significance. One of our our... our big philosophies of ministry here at IFC is it's not about building a great church. It's about building a great people. And the reason why I believe, one of the reasons why people love coming to IFC is because we believe there's greatness in you. There's greatness in them pews. (laughs) There's greatness in those chairs. There's greatness in you. And when you're encouraged to to believe that there's actually greatness in you, when you believe that there's actually significance in you, and God didn't create you just to survive, just to make it through another day, another season. No, there's, there's a reason why you were born. There's a reason why the Spirit of God is upon you and why Jesus is your Lord. Now I want to read this out of the Message Bible, the Paraphrase Bible. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. Isn't that good? But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. The word blessed in the Hebrew means happy in your soul. Ha, I love that. Happy in your soul. There is a soul contentment that's found when you're doing what really matters. There's a soul contentment that happens on the inside of you when, you, when you're stretching yourself, and you're believing and you're dreaming and you have a vision for your life. There's something that brings joy and contentment in your life. Amen. As I look over my life, I can confidently tell you that when I'm at my, when I'm at my best and when I was at my worst that it's all in correlation with how much I'm dreaming and how much vision I have in my heart. There's a, there's a definite connection that when I'm dreaming little and I have, I have little vision on the inside of me, man, I lack motivation. I get discouraged easy. Um, and and, and life, life is not as good as it could be. Can anybody relate to this? Amen. See, but every but regardless every single time regardless of circumstances that when I'm dreaming God's dream and when I have vision in my heart, my goodness, everything about me, everything about who I am changes. There's hope in my heart. there's faith to believe that all things are possible, right? Something happens, there's a a spring in my step and a song in my heart, and I'm telling you, I'm not the only one who feels this way. I guarantee you, everyone in this room and in the sound of my voice, you feel the same way. That in correlation to how much you're dreaming, in correlation to how much you have a vision for your life really determines the quality of your life, doesn't it? It really does. It really absolutely does. And if you lack motivation and you're easily discouraged and and life is boring and and there's no satisfaction, I submit to you, you're not dreaming enough. I submit to you, your your vision has been put on the shelf. I submit to you that when you pick up that dream and you dream again, and when you pick up that vision and you, you, you learn about it and you grow through it and you have faith in it, praise God, life begins to change. And that soul contentment, that joy, that blessed life belongs to you. I want to tell you, that's what you're missing. And it's not just about circumstances. It's not just about all those things. Man, I tell you what, when you have a dream in your heart, it doesn't matter. Flip all those circumstances. Come on. Right? Who cares about all those distractions? Man, when you're full of what God's plan is for your life. Oh, I love that. Amen. I don't know if you know this or not, but the word dream and the word health are so close together in the Hebrew language that some translators didn't know what word to put there. Isn't that interesting? Like dreams and health are synonymous. See, your marriage gets healthy when your marriage has a vision and you're pursuing a dream. See, your life gets better when you have a vision for your life. Amen. And you're dreaming God's dream. Hallelujah. Amen. No matter what you're going through, I'm telling you that when you, when you rehearse the dream, when you discover the dream, when you have a vision that's clear inside of your heart, everything about your life changes. Amen. See, my, my people say, oh, I hear them all say it all the time, well, Pastor, my life would be better if I just made more money. My life would be more better if I was just married. My life would be more better if I just wasn't married. My life would be so much better if I just got that promotion. See, no, no. Circumstances, material things, companionship or lack thereof does not determine your happiness. Amen. Your dreams and your visions open the door for everything that God has for you that will make your life joyful and fulfilling. Amen. It's dreams. It's vision. Amen. A dream and a vision will set you up for more money, right? A better job, right relationships. It's not the other way around. And I love this in Psalm 126. It says this verse one and two, when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. Amen. Let me tell you something. There's joy when you see the fulfillment of your vision. There's joy when you see the fulfillment of your dream. There's excitement. There's laughter. There's there's songs of joy, right? There's something wonderful that happens in your life when you are in that place, recognizing God coming through for you, restoring your fortunes and restoring your joy and restoring God's plan for your life. This is what happens when you dream again. This is what happens when you determine I'm a dreamer and I'm not letting go of that dream. Listen very carefully. I promise you and 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 trust me when I say this that, that and you won't know this until you actually do this but when you start allowing your heart to dream again, connecting to your living God, get ready for a download of custom made divine designs just unique to you. Amen. Just unique to you. I promise you that when you allow your heart to be open again, when you allow yourself to say, I'm done being discouraged, I'm, I'm done with the self-pity, I'm, I'm done with the, the pity party, I'm done with all the being a victim, I'm done with all the, the hurt and the pain, I'm, I'm kicking it all to the curb, and I'm, I'm done with all the hurt feelings. Something happens to you when you realize, man, when you're finished with all of that, and you begin to open up your heart again, my goodness, my goodness what God can do for you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. It's imperative that we start dreaming again. There are five different types of people that are watching us today that are either here watching this message or online. Five different types of people. Let's talk about them. Number one, you have, number one, no dream no dream. You have none. You have no vision. You have no dream for your life. And chances are, if there's no dream, there's probably no God. You are not connected to a living God. You you don't have faith in God. Hebrews 11.1 is very clear. Hebrews 11.1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. As soon as you have faith in your heart, and you start getting closer to God, God is going to deposit His will, His plans, and His dreams inside of you. See, when the early church was established, and the first thing that happened after the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2, the fulfillment of prophecy that you would dream, you would see visions, and you would prophesy. This is what God's people do. This is what God's people do. God's people, when we connect with a living God, we dream again. We dream again. There's something happens to our heart. Something happens on the inside of us. For some of you, you need to take the first step today and open up your heart for the very first time and and, and ask Jesus to come into your heart, right, and start this amazing relationship with God. Amen. We're going to give you an opportunity to do that in just a, a little bit. But for some others of you, you need to take the first step and return back to the Lord. Amen. And silence all the competing voices in your life. Amen. Oftentimes, you hear God's voice. Um, In order to hear God's voice, you have to turn down the world's volume. Mm. Give God an opportunity to speak to you. Jeremiah 33, verse 3 says, call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know." Wow, that's God's plan and God's purpose and God's pleading with us to get close to him in prayer. Pray and listen. The second type of person that's watching us today. Number two, you have a wrong dream. You have a wrong dream. When I say wrong dream, I'm not talking about necessarily a bad dream or a sinful dream. It may be good and noble, it's just not God. You've allowed yourself to dream about something that only has earthly value and selfish pursuits to it. And God doesn't mind you pursuing things, but just don't limit yourself to only what blesses you. Amen. That only advances your own agenda. God has so much more in store for you. Acts 20, 24 says, My Life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned to me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. Amen. Paul is telling us that he has found his greatest joy in life is doing that which God has directed him to do. Amen. Maybe you have no dream. Maybe you have the wrong dream. And number three, the third type of person watching today is number three, you have a, a stale dream. A stale dream. It's, it burned bright at one point. You were fired up about it at one point. Probably through delay or some poor choices or, or, or unexpected problems that, that you never planned on that were beyond your own uh, control. Your fire is barely flickering today. Wow. I know that's why the Holy Spirit put this series on my heart during this season, during this time, especially for you. Amen. You might ask the question, Pastor, how, how do I break out of this stale place? It's a great question. The answer is, first of all, God will meet you right where you are. That's the good news. God will meet you right where you are. If you're not in a good spot, he'll meet you right there. If you're in a terrible place and you're in a place of of deep condemnation or guilt or shame, God will meet you right there. God meets you anywhere you are. You don't have to improve yourself, go to Bible school first, Right, memorize the, uh, the New Testament. Aren't you glad God meets you right where you are? That's the good thing about God. Where are you today? He'll meet you right there. He'll come and visit you right where you are in that unhealthy place. He'll be there with you. And you need to know, any spiritual awakening always starts from a place of fresh surrender to God. Always, always will go back to a place of fresh surrender. And although our surrender, uh, uh, through our surrender, God fills us again with his presence. And and by the power of the Holy Spirit, Ephesians 5.18 says, Be filled with the Spirit. The word filled there means always be full. Be being filled, not just get filled once. It's an ongoing, daily, continuous feeling. Yeah. Amen. God doesn't want you just to get filled up once, just like you don't fill up your car, the gas tank in your car once. Oh, I got it up. It came out of the dealer and is full of gas. And you're thinking you're, you're all set, right? There's going to come a time where you're going to be stuck on the side of the road. Why? Because you got to keep filling up your gas tank. Well, it's no different as a child of God. No different that we keep ourselves filled up. We often believe surrender is a one-time decision, but it's a practice we regularly engage in. Amen. When we experience staleness in our relationship with God, for whatever reason, surrendering again is the first step to rekindling the fire within you. Surrender. Surrender surrender. It's something I do on a daily basis. It's something any one of us who have an ongoing relationship with God that we do. James 4.10 says to us, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Aren't you glad? He will lift you up. Man, when you open up your heart and you have that heart of surrender, he lifts you up. It's a whole new world waiting for you, but you must wake up. It's a whole new world waiting for you, but you must wake up. You can't spiritually catch fire again and move forward in your destiny with God. See, a truly surrendered heart says about everything, Lord, have your way in my life. Have your way in my life. I say those words every morning. Every morning, I say to the Lord, I open up my heart, and I, ask, I encourage you to do the same thing. Have your way in my life, Lord. Daily surrender, for his purposes, is the healthiest way to live. The fourth type of person watching today, you have a vague dream, a vague dream. You do have a dream, but you've not spent that much time on that dream. You need to really articulate it. Dream it through. Vision board it. The simplest thing that most people don't do is write it down. Anybody in the house today? Yeah, write it down. Habakkuk is clear. Habakkuk 2.2 says, And the Lord answered me, write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he who reads it may What? Run with it. Amen. Run with it. In other words, if you don't write it down, you won't be able to read it, and if you can't read it, you're not going to be able to run with fulfillment in your heart. Amen. Write it down, write it down, write it down. Amen? All right. Last but not least, listen very carefully. The first, the fifth type of people, persons, watching today is you have a God dream. God dream you have a god dream so the question is that we should be asking what is a god dream what constitutes a god dream well you need to know something first of all is it bigger than you when you understand there's certain things that really help you understand whether your dream is a god dream or a you dream is it bigger than you and Here's what you need to know about a God dream. By design, God's dreams are impossible. Thank you for your enthusiasm. By God's, God's dream, by design, they're impossible. See, by nature, they're bigger than you. You'll always feel, man, I am so far in over your head. If you've said that recently, then you're dreaming a God's dream. I'm so far in over my head, I, I, don't, I, I don't feel qualified, I don't feel able, I don't feel like I, I got this together, and when I finally realized that, that a God's dream and impossible go hand in hand, and you fill in over your head, some, for some reason, it just made me relax, yeah. <laughs> I didn't freak out quite as much. When I knew it was just part of the process. If you claim to have a dream inspired by God and you have all the know-how and you have all the money to make it come to pass, it's most likely not a God dream. Hmm. Because he insists that faith be required. He insists that he gets all the honor and glory for that dream. He insists that you don't get the glory for it. You don't get the honor for it. And when a God dream comes true, listen very carefully, everyone knows you weren't smart enough. You weren't rich enough. You couldn't have pulled this off on your own. Amen. A second reason that you know you're dreaming a God's dream is number two, does it have you? Does it have you? See, God's dreams pursue us. If If you have the dream under the right amount of pressure, you will let it go. Here's you, and you have the dream. And when you have the dream, circumstances, situations, before you know it, you're going to let go of the dream. But if the dream has you, it's a whole different story. God dreams have you. God dreams have you. You can't let it go. No person, place, or thing, or demon power can stop God's dream. Why? Because... God's dream has you. See, God's dream has me. I don't have the dream. It has me. It makes all the difference in the world. Amen. It really does. And when when God's dream gets a hold of you, you just might as well surrender and say, yes, sir. Another thing that makes it God's dream is, is it about people? Jesus didn't come to set up an institution. He came for people. With God, it's always about people, 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 people. It's not If it's not about people, it's not from God. And it's about enhancing your own fragile ego and getting rich so you can become in some status in your community. I can tell you with great confidence you're not dreaming God's dream. Amen. Now That doesn't mean that God doesn't reward those who dream. doesn't mean that, that you can't be blessed. But when you take care of God's business, God will take care of you of your business. Amen. One last thing. Are you willing to sacrifice for it? Because it will require your all. Wow. Hope that helped. There's one story in closing that I want to share with you today that I believe brings this entire series to a, a final Climax. It's a story found in Mark chapter 8, verses 22 to 24. It says, they came to Bethesda and some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. I think it's interesting when I put myself in this story, here they bring a blind man to Jesus and tell Jesus how to do it. Verse 23, he took the blind man by the hand and let him outside the village. I think that's significant. I think oftentimes we need to, God, in order for God to speak to us, he has to change our environment. There's something about being in church, something about being in the right place, something about changing your environment. Something about the environment that, that God he, he can speak anywhere, there's no doubt. But oftentimes, when we change our environment, when we change what's around us, when we change the voices, when we change all the doubt and fears and all the anxieties, it's amazing how God can clearly talk to us. He said, He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village when he had spit on him. Isn't that interesting? They wanted to lay hands on him, and Jesus says, no, not today. Today's a spitting day, right? It's like, it's, it's almost like Jesus did this on purpose. It's almost like he said, you're gonna put me in a box? I'm not gonna lay hands today. I'm gonna spit today, right? I'm gonna, I, I want you to get out of your traditional little box that you've got me in, and I want you to think outside the box, and I want you to focus on my plan and purpose, anyways, I, I think he might have done it on purpose. Oh, but when he spit on the man, his eyes, and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, Do you see anything? Do you see anything? Do you see anything? Man, that's very interesting. He looked up and said, Verse 24, I see people. They look like trees. Walking around. I thought about that. Question. He's blind. How does he know what trees look like? Well, the only answer that could be is he once had sight, and he lost it. Because he knew what trees looked like, he could say, I see people who look like trees. And here are the two words that I've been waiting to say to you for the last four weeks. Verse 25 says, Once more, once more. There's just something powerful about those two words. Once more, once more Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened and his sight was restored and he saw everything clearly. Wow. Once more. Once more. Dream again. Once more. It's interesting to me that Jesus, who had the ability to heal everybody, prayed for this man a second time. I believe these two words are the most impacting words on this, in this story. God is saying, I'm willing even though you had a dream and you lost the dream. I'm willing even though you had a vision, but you lost the vision. I'm ready to give you a once more kind of experience. I believe that's the kind of God we serve. He's a once more kind of God. He's a once more kind of God that wherever in our lives that we lost something or whenever in our lives that something was stolen from us or anything in our lives that was overwhelming that that we, we can't find or we can't see, whatever it is that we serve a God, that same God that healed this blind man, the same God that laid hands on him a second time, is the same God that once again, once more, wants to come and rescue you once more wants to bring your life back to where he says it belongs, where his word declares what belongs to you. His word declares his plan and purpose for your life. This also applies to anyone who has drifted away from God, especially during this COVID season. God is saying to you today, once more, once more, series is designed to, to get you moving again hoping again, trusting again, persevering again, once more, he's a once more kind of God. He's a merciful God, he's a long-suffering father, amen. He loves you and he's drawing you closer to himself, afresh and anew. Maybe your marriage is on life support. Guess what, God's a God of once more, Maybe you're in a life where you're you're thinking these dark thoughts and you're you're not sure about your life and you're not sure about the importance of your life. I'm telling you we serve a God who's a once more kind of God He knows how to do this amen maybe maybe you lack the clarity you once had in your life. oh God, once more maybe you lack the motivation and the purpose for your life is at an all time low. Oh God, once more maybe you're You once were on fire for God and you had so much passion for God. Oh, I hear it in my heart. Oh God, once more, once more. Will you cry out to God afresh and anew and and say over yourself, once more? Will you say in your heart, once more? Oh God, move by your spirit afresh and anew. Oh God, once more. Move by your spirit and heal the sick and bring victory and do your thing. Do all that you do, all that you've done over the past 39 years of International Family Church. And I hear the spirit of God crying out through my heart to his, oh God, once more, once more move by your spirit. Once more heal the sick. Once more, touch lives. Once more, help us in our thought process and everything that's going on inside of our lives. Amen. Many of you here in this room and and so many others that are watching by yourself on your computer screen or your big screen TV. Man, you're in there by yourself, by the Spirit of God. and, and, And God is declaring over you today, I want to move in your life once more. I want a, a God encounter in your life once more. And verse 25 says again once more: Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were open; his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. I I declare that over you today. Yes. I declare that your eyes are open, and your sight is restored. And you see everything clearly once again. Come on, give him praise today. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Why don't you close your eyes for just a moment. Father, that's my prayer. For every partner and friend of IFC, in order for each one of us to be all that you create us to be, We need to once again see clearly. God, help us get beyond our own personal agendas and pursuits, which leads only to emptiness and dissatisfaction. Oh, God, help us see. Help us dream. Help us experience a fresh outpouring of your Spirit once more. May the once more breath of your Spirit blow on each person today, on each family today, on each broken, overwhelmed, beat up, discouraged, sad, depressed person today. I believe, Father God, that this word, these two words, once more, I want them, Lord, not only to resonate in my heart, but to resonate in every person's heart today, no matter where we are, that we'll have the faith to believe for once more. Thank you, Father. Oh, Jesus. Will you call on his name just for a moment? Will you love him and let him love you back? Will you open up your heart? And will you say, oh, Lord, once more in my life, Once more in my marriage, once more with my kids, once more in my heart, once more, you're that kind of God that you so desire to move and to have your way in our lives. I believe God wants to move in our midst in a fresh new way. We've all been believing God and making demands on on heaven for God to do what He only can do in our lives. Will you stand to your feet and raise your hands towards heaven? If you're able, will you raise those hands towards heaven, please? Thank you, Jesus. Come on, make it your prayer. Say it, Lord, once more. Once more, Lord. Once more in my heart. Once more in my mind. Once more in my family, once more in every area of my life. Ah, we bless your name, Jesus. Thank you for moving by your spirit. Thank you, Father, you're here, you are here in our midst. You're here today, moving up and down each road today.